Hey guys, this is Jacques from J-House, and this is a J-House Toolkit production. This is our first ever eavesdrop session where we are partnering with Ways from Imagine Thinking to bring some of the most incredible, inspiring, motivating, and equipping conversations to help you through this coronavirus lockdown and out of this season. So join us today. We're going to be speaking about taking responsibility in this trying time and how that is going to catapult you into the next season to be more successful than you ever thought possible. So join us in this. Don't forget to let us know in the comments what you thought about the session, and any questions that you might have that we could help you with along your specific journey. We hope that this is going to inspire, motivate, and equip you to get into this next season on top. Enjoy. First off, I appreciate you coming back and uh, to discuss a whole bunch of stuff with us. Uh, today, I, I mentioned we want to speak uh, about responsibility. And the, the reason for that really is that I think in this time where everything is so uncertain um, and the government is doing as much as they can to help uh, everyone in their situation, there's, they can't do everything. They can't make yeah. life easy for us. And I think the worst thing that we can do is get into that space where we're expecting them to do that, that we expect after COVID comes that they are going to be able to put in all the systems that are going to help us financially, help us find jobs, whatever the case is, mm. because of the reality of what COVID's lockdown is, is creating. Um, and I just, I just felt like at this time, more than any, the idea of taking responsibility for where we're at and what is actually happening to us and in our vicinity um, taking responsibility for that is going to give us the best, the best basis, the best foundation for when you're coming out of it. That if we, we start understanding mm. that it's going to be our responsibility now, that when we get out of it, the, what the government's going to do is going to be a bonus on top of what we're planning to achieve and what we can achieve uh, with the mindset that we're going to have. So I know that you've got a very unique view on uh, responsibility. So I'd love you to share it with us. Uh, let us know your thoughts on about it and then, uh, yeah, see how we can help people as much as possible. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for the invite again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to chat to you. I think uh, it's, it's good for me as well to get perspective from, from other people. So I yeah. appreciate the opportunity. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, I think that you've, you've raised some valid points around responsibility. Um, and let me just start off by saying this, is that we cannot rely on um, the governments um, because as much as what we're relying on them as an entity, there are also other human beings that are trying to make the right leadership yeah. calls with the limited amount of information that they have at the time. Yes. Um, and yet they have the responsibility because we've, we've given them that um, as a mandate to, to look after us, we voted them in. So, you know, the, it's not a case of now they need to prove themselves. It's a case of, of now that they need to, to make decisions. And that in itself is a big responsibility. Yeah. So it's not something that I think we should be judging them for, um, but supporting them in. Yeah. Is how do we support our governments with the decisions they're making mm. um, for one, the responsibility of, of staying at home um, and acting wisely and, yeah. and not going out there and risking, if you don't care for yourself, risking somebody else. Um, 
so it's 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 the responsibility of of us i think that the the world and our world is not the government's responsibility it's not organizations responsibility it's not the corporate world's responsibility um it's not even the church's responsibility mm-hmm. i think it's our responsibility yeah. so that's just to frame my um perspective on what you were saying but responsibility is for me something that is is taken it's something that is given it's something that is shared it's something that i think is um learned and mm-hmm. something that is risked as well so if you look at the word responsibility i love to 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 play with words and break things up it's responsibility it's mm-hmm. the ability to respond um if you look at at the word just response it's it's a reaction to something yeah um are we reacting to this in the right way because i think that in the world that we live in 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 the climate that we're we're experiencing at the moment um we are are responsible to something and for something mm-hmm. um we're responsible to each other in a way and we're responsible for each other and definitely for ourselves yeah. in a way so it's it's not about overreacting it's about reacting with a clear mind and a clear focus and attention to detail um and then the ability i love that word as well is it's possession of talent or skill or proficiency yeah. in a particular area and i think that is 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 where it's at is the word skill says that it's something that perhaps is is natural but is trained towards something Mm-hmm. So we might not know how to take responsibility right now and and if we don't understand it the key here is to keep practicing it it's to practice our ability to respond very good very good so um going straight off of that when you say practice the ability to respond how does one do that i mean if you don't know it already if you don't know how to respond or if you've never thought of it in that space that you can learn it and you can um you can grow in that space how does one go about uh, realizing when you need to take responsibility and how to do it to grow in in, in that skill um dare i say this that as soon as you realize that it's time you take or need to take responsibility it's too late <laughs> fair enough <laughs> you should have yes the day <laughs> yes. or the day before perhaps um but there's no there's no greater time than the present as a matter of fact so mm. it's not about what we what we could have done it's what we still can do yes and inside of that timing around what can we do with what we've got is saying hey listen maybe it's an attitude thing first and foremost cool. that i shouldn't be focusing my attention on on this is their responsibility what are they going to do about it but saying hey listen the man in the mirror this is your responsibility what am i going to do about it what are we collectively going to do about it mm-hmm. um and i think it's about taking the action that you can with the tools that you have gotcha uh, we don't all have the same tools and we don't all have the same skills the same abilities the same resources that doesn't matter for me it's around a willingness and an appetite to Uh, uh, to to try something now um and not to wait mm-hmm. but to try it yeah um you know, to to be an opportunist i think this is an opportunistic uh, climate it's an opportunistic uh, market that we're we're operating in at the mm-hmm. moment um but 
if you're going to take responsibility, you need to take responsibility for the risk and you need to take responsibility for the reward. Gotcha. But I think people are, 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 they want the reward and they want the romance, mm. but they don't understand the risk and the reality behind it. 100%. And that's where, that's where the real, if I could say it like this, the real heroism lies is mm-hmm. in, are you prepared to just do it? Yeah. Just get it done. And we don't know what we don't know. It's going to make mistakes. And, and I think that's what it's about is, is responding and reacting, responding and reacting. But you've got to have a perspective where it's, it's okay that we're going to get this wrong and it's okay mm-hmm. to operate with a limited amount of knowledge. Yeah. But we've got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Um, with, so when we're talking about that, obviously, like you say, we, it's not about the opportunities that we've missed yesterday or whatever the case is it's about what we can do where we are right now with the uh, tools that we have at our disposal um yeah. but how does someone get to the point where they realize that it's up to them that they can't rely on someone else because i i think there's and and i mean we've, we've it's it's thrown around so much especially in the last couple of years the idea of entitlement and i think people yeah. kind of get annoyed by it regardless of the reality of it um like how do we combat that mindset of we should get this stuff i almost feel like um if i could i mean i wasn't alive at the time and i I don't think you were quite there yeah i mean you were alive but you weren't quite in that space where you know we we had we had um our parents who went to the army went to the police force they had to take responsibility for the nation in some mm, respect mm, mm. whereas at at this point there is none of that how do we i don't know if that maybe plays a factor as to whether why people don't necessarily have that sense of responsibility for their fellow man or whatever the case is or even for themselves in the space and that they're they're expecting it from someone sure. a third party what are your thoughts? I think there's two parts to that answer then perhaps mm-hmm. is the first part is how desperate are you cool. um, to get what you want? What is your appetite? Yeah. And what are you prepared to do within legal and moral parameters to achieve that? Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're hungry enough to do something, um, when you want to achieve something, whatever the goal is, if, if it comes down to, to appetite, comes down to hunger, I think that, you know, it was once said that, that the most dangerous thing ever is a man with a, with a vision. Yeah. Um, so what is your vision? Um, you know, what do you want to achieve? And then the second thing is you spoke about, you know, people who haven't taken responsibility and, and you were, I think, alluding to generations, specific generations. Yeah, I think that's um, where we have broken it down. Well, not necessarily broken it down, but I've seen, we, we, we've everyone seen the generational gap in that space with, with the responsibility. Sure, um, sure, well, sure. Well, the, the uh, let go of the word, the entitlement. Um, I, think, sure, I think most people sure. see it as a generational thing. Sure, and, and so let's put a title to that because yep. I think we're all talking about millennials sure um, and, and they're often, or a yeah. lot of people have been yeah um and and one of the things i keep saying to people is give them a break for crying gotcha. out loud give them a break mm-hmm. and the reason we need to give them a break is because a we've been given many breaks in our lives okay yeah um but the second thing is give them a break because we're the ones who created the monsters anyway okay 
So we always like like the generations pre-millennial, and I'm kind of borderline there as well. So I'm fortunate enough to to kind of be in a bit of a gray area here in terms of my generation. Um, but if if guys went to the army versus guys who never made it, I never made it into the army. But I, I was brought up in a house where it might as well have been because I had some pretty strict rules to follow mm. and and things that we needed to do and disciplines. Sure. Um, where we talk about the fact that you know some generations don't want to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the deal: we don't want to give it to them because we don't trust yeah. them enough. Gotcha. Um, and and I think that what we've done as a society is we've labeled them so badly um, that they're living up to the reputation that we've already created for them. That's so good. So maybe it's time that we actually say, instead of you not taking responsibility, let me take the responsibility in giving you some. Yeah. And let them win in that regard first. Yeah, very good. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that. The idea that the responsibility has to be given um, and we see this this knee-jerk reaction uh, from generation to generation. I know that, uh, I can't remember who was speaking about it. Uh, they were discussing how in the States, you had the generation that went through the Great Depression, then wanted to give their kids everything. And then, yeah. so the kids never had to come, needed to be brought up in a space of, well, you know, we, we, we need to work for it because the, our parents went through the Great Depression. They don't want us to feel what they felt, so they're giving us whatever we need. And that cr- created a almost a, um, a suction where they are just taking, taking, taking what they can get, creating the next um, collapse in the economy, which Ooh. was in 2008. And now they've just come out of that one. This is a natural thing that's coming in place, but I think the mindset also has to has to stay the same thing. We need to understand. Yes, there's been that. Um, there's been the previous generation who's who's created us with the expectations that we have of life, but it's still our responsibility to to adjust our mindset to realize what is it that that i believe what is it that i see as reality because i can't mm. i can't rely on someone else's perspective in order to guide my life you know we can, sure everything that we that we believe today has in some part been a part of someone else's uh, ideology i think Absolutely. i think what happens is today that we get to as we're growing up every single person their life, their their view of life is built around the environment that they've been in, um, the, whether from home, school, whatever the case is, the, the things that they've experienced yeah. build their, their view of life. And so everyone's going to have a different one. However, once we get into that space where we become our own person, um, when we step out of the house, when we take on the responsibility of a job and fending for ourselves, we've got to, I think too many people at this point are holding on to that view of life that they had before the responsibility which is not serving them well in the responsibility mm. i think the biggest the biggest responsibility we have is to to take a step back and say whoa this is how life has been portrayed to me up until now but that's not necessarily the reality mm. of life that sure. is people's decisions that i happen to be a part of their family or their the the friendship group going through school or whatever the case is 
let me analyze my, my life. Let me analyze how, um, how people respond. Let me actually be present in my life to the point where I can say, I do agree, I don't agree, come up with my own uh, ideology for myself, my own vision. Like you said, a man with a vision is, is, a, is a scary thing. Um, so I think just on, on, on that point is that the millennials, yes, on one hand, they've been dealt a, a difficult hand. Um, and I say that because I do fall into the millennial gap well, the millennial span. So um, we have been dealt a, a very interesting hand, but again, it's our responsibility that we've got to take. And I love how you said the whole desperation thing. It depends on, on how desperate, how badly you want it. Um, Frederick Nietzsche said, uh, let me just get the exact wording for you. He said, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. Um, Correct. And I think that's that's probably the most important, well, the most powerful thing we can think at the moment is how desperate are we to live a different life, to provide a different life, um, especially in this time now where people have such doubts about where things are going, what their future is going to look like. Do we, do we allow ourselves to feel the struggle or do we expect sure. an out? Because um, only once we feel the weight of it will we do what it's going to take to to progress in a beneficial manner to to produce in ourselves the yeah. power the 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 confidence that we need go through the struggles be willing to face those rejections be willing to face the struggles um be willing to to just put our foot down and say you know what i'm not going to accept what life has dealt me um with whether it's someone else's input or not this is where i am mm -hmm. accept it go from here um sure Sure. So I think that's that for me is when it comes to to responsibilities a, is, is a big thing, and I, I think it's because I, I deal with it as well uh, myself. Um, did you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, you know it's parenting and, and leadership are very closely linked, and I think that we're not talking on parenting; we're talking on leadership, we're talking on life, we're talking mm -hmm. on responsibility. Um, but, you know, I always say that, that my parents didn't teach me how to be a parent. Yeah. My kids are teaching me how to be a parent and what do they know about parenting? <laughs> 100%. Okay. Um, so I'm learning responsibility as I go along mm. as a parent, as a leader, whatever the case is, but it's, it's the responsibility of parenting to stop helping kids. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, what do you mean? Where's you crazy? How could we? <laughs> how could we stop helping our kids? You know, I think we get to the point where we help them so much we're not helping them anymore. Yes. Um, let them stretch up. Let them get that cup by themselves. If they fall, they fall. Mm -hmm. Catch them, obviously, and 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 this is in within reason and context. Yeah. Um, but there's strength in struggle, and I think that what's happened is that the generations have started to get a lot weaker, because mm -hmm. we we our our village has become smaller. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, the fact that the village has become smaller means that the traditional way of a village, um, bringing up kids has also become a lot smaller. That's yeah. where it is, is the community has in traditional times, um, been the ones to bring up the kids and, 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 and raise families and stuff and the tribes. 
But the more that you help somebody, the less that you're potentially helping them. So let them struggle, let them stretch, let them learn, because again, there's some strength in the struggle. And if you look at generations that have preceded us, they went through struggle. Um, And the only problems that we're facing right now are first world problems because we've got weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have those necessarily back in the day. You speak about a generation gap, and I think that is, is for me, also an issue that there is one, there always has been one, but it's also become common language yeah. gap. So what happens between something? There's this thing, then there's a space, then there's something else. There's this generation, then there's a gap, then there's something else. Now, if we allow that gap to continue, that gap's going to increase. Yes. And, and neither of us are going to understand each other at all. So I think instead of focusing on the generation gap, we should focus on the generation growth. Good. Because I can learn from one generation, they can learn from me and the other way around on either mm. side. Um, and then also, I think to go on what you were saying around, you know, sure, it's, it's, that's the hand that they've been dealt. It's not their fault. Yeah. At all. That that's the hand that they've been dealt. But it is their fault if they do nothing with it. Precisely. Okay. So if you've been given a, a, a hand in cards and you don't know how to play it, well, you're either all in or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's the responsibility of the person who's been dealt something. Because it might be the toughest thing that you've been dealt, but that's what you have and are you prepared to do something with it? Yeah. And I think I think we... The struggle comes in where we underestimate um, the potential that we have within ourselves to do something with what we have. Uh, and I think that's maybe the most crippling thing is that people, that we do, we, we fall yeah. back on this, I, I don't have enough knowledge, I don't have enough skill, I don't have, uh, mm. I don't have a big enough degree or whatever the case is. And we, mm. we kind of fall into that space of, well, since I don't have what I need, let me therefore do nothing because Correct. I'm worth nothing. I, I have nothing to offer, which is not the reality of it. People mm. need to understand that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, fact that, the, the fact that you're here means that you've got something to offer. Um, I think, okay, so speaking about leadership just in this context is leadership is, if we look at John Maxwell's The, the, the Five Levels of Leadership, once you get past the position that that piece of paper or degree or whatever it is that gives you, everything from there becomes your person, who you are, that people start to follow. It's got very little to do with the, uh, the experience helps, but it's got very little to do with your credentials. That is the mm. lowest level of, of leadership. It's got far more to do with who you are as a person and whether people want to follow you versus have to follow sure. you. And, sure. and I think in order to get out of this in a good space where people are, are thinking, okay, um, yeah, let's, let's look at it and say, how do I position, my, position myself to, to add as much value as possible? When you're a decent person and you want to help people without ripping them off and making it all for yourself, people want to follow you. And you get lifted to a higher level of responsibility, lifted to a higher level of influence. And and like uh, Jim Rohn says, is if someone is getting paid more to you for more than you in a particular company, it just means they're adding more value. If you want to get paid more in a particular company, start adding more value. 
-hmm. And that that's more about who you are than it is about what you, uh, your degree or what you have behind your name or anything like that. Because sure. you can always grow to the sure. future. You don't rely on the past. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I think, you know, um, going back to, to that, then, then we've got to kind of question what is leadership? Because mm. is, is the fifth level of leadership the ultimate goal? Or can we add value at every single level? And I think that's what it's about is, again, coming back to do we have the ability to respond to the people's needs at the level that we're at? Yeah. We might not have the title. We might not have the office. Um, you know what? We might not have the thousand million people on, on YouTube, but it's the ability to respond to the people's needs at a grassroots level where you're at now. Yeah. And, and, and you will, you'll be at different levels with everybody. You're not going to be at the Correct. same level with, with every single person that you know. Um, but even in saying that, you cannot lead without taking the responsibility of understanding the weight of it. Um, yeah. Because otherwise you're going yeah. to start doing things all for yourself and not for them, and then you lose it anyway. Uh, sure. So I think, I think what you said way earlier on about the fact that it's, a, it's an attitude uh, issue is probably one of the most significant things is how do we how do we adjust our mindset to adapt, adopt the attitude of, okay, uh, yes, I have very little, but even so, how much can I give? How much sure. value can I add even sure. though I don't have a lot? Yeah. You know, I think everybody's been given a certain amount of seed. Mm. Um, and you will only ever have that same amount of seed if you don't plant it. Mm-hmm but you've got to go through the hard yards of digging through some, some hard soil perhaps yeah. um, and getting your hands dirty to plant seeds to make a difference so that eventually a root can take and then a fruit can develop. Yeah. And it's never, it's never ever the root that produces more seed. It's the fruit mm-hmm. that produces more seed. Um, so even if I've been given a little bit or even if I've been given a lot, what am I prepared to do with that? Because it's as soon as I give out, it's that generosity um, and understanding that I've got a responsibility to and for and because I've been given. Mm. Not how much I've been given, but that I've been given. Um, And I think you used a fantastic word there just now, the word understand or understanding. It's another leadership word for me. Um, It's another relational word for me. It's another communication word for me. Is that word understanding? understand isn't that what leadership responsibility is is to understand so somebody else can overstand mm. you see and as soon as leaders understand that they're there to elevate it doesn't matter who they elevate yep. it matters that yep. they elevate Absolutely. somebody else that's great uh and i think i think you're 100 percent on the money there um it's all about lifting people up. And, and the funny thing about responsibility, uh, as much as it, it, it might feel like you, you keep giving, uh, I love what Pastor Bill Johnson said. I listened to one of his messages a little while ago, and he said, people don't understand the joy that comes from taking on responsibility. Because if we, to, to, to put it in, in terms of uh, how responsibility actually can give us joy for ourselves is that, when we take on responsibility, if we fail at it, we can learn from it. 
because we understand that yeah. it was our responsibility in the first place, which means the next time we take, oh. we take a shot at it, we can get better. If we succeed at, at it and it was our responsibility, we get the joy knowing that it was our effort that we put into it that produced oh. the success. If we yeah. have no responsibility, if we fail to take any type of responsibility for us in any situation, then we'll never be satisfied even if we win because it was someone else someone else's mm. responsibility that the success came from. If we fail, we'll never move forward because, well, it wasn't my responsibility anyway. Why should I care about it? And so we stay stuck in that same level of uh, effectiveness and uh, achievement because we haven't taken responsibility. So if we can understand yeah. that that this, the, the basis of joy itself is taking responsibility and as much responsibility as possible, I think people would would ultimately, though there are challenges and though there are disappointments, still live a much more joy-filled life than without it. Yeah, you know, I think responsibility gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. As well. Um, if you look at that word, the definition of, of responsibility, it's the state or fact of having a duty. Yeah. I love that. It's the state or fact of having a duty. So what is the duty that I'm here for? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? So in a time like this right now, where we live in an uncertain world and uncertainty cannot be the planner of our futures, mm-hmm. okay? Um, we've got to know that, hey, listen, it's my duty. I'm being called up by the country. I'm being called up by the business. I'm being yeah. called up by the army. I'm being called up by the family. It's my duty. Yeah. And inside of duty is purpose. Mm-hmm. And purpose is who you are before it's what you do. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you do. Again, it matters that you do something. Mm-hmm. And if this is a possession of a skill or proficiency, we become more skilled at something that we use on a regular basis. Yeah. So right now, don't be afraid of the fact that you don't have the ability to respond in the right way. Be afraid of the fact that you might not have the ability to respond at all. Yes. Because it's people who need to respond who will increase their proficiency and skill levels. Absolutely. And, and I love, I love um, that idea of having a duty. I mean, if you, if you think about it, okay, let's, let's, let's make this biblical. Um, Jesus said the greatest love that one can express is laying one's life down for someone else. Having that duty beyond yourself to add value to someone, yeah. to help someone in some place. Doesn't matter. And, talking about laying one's life down is not necessarily to to kill one or, or put yourself in a position where you're going to die like that's i mean that's that's an extreme sure. of it but if we can if we can have a look at it as a sense of what to lay down one's life your life is measured in physical in physical terms by time you've Correct. got x amount of time to give up a portion of that time that you will never get back to help someone else, to lay down your life for that period for someone else is the greatest expression of love that we can have. No matter, and it's the greatest kind of duty that we can take on ourselves. So I think in this time especially, how can we in this time give of ourselves to to help someone else? Give of our Uh, knowledge, give of of our expertise, give of our kindness to someone else to help them. Is that not answering your own question then? Well, yes, yes. I mean, I guess to to a degree it is. 
um, but I think I think so many people find themselves in a position where they don't they don't see that value within them. Mm. Uh, you can't give what you don't you know, have. I think, sure, sure. But you can give what you do have, and I think we always focus on the fact that we can't give what we don't have, but you can what you can, and, I and think you can issue, what you do. And I think the issue is that people, it's not that they don't have it, it's that they don't see it within themselves to give sure. or to have. Sure. I think naturally what we tend to look at is is the glass half empty. Yes. You know, um, oh dear, where is me kind of thing. And I love the fact that you spoke about, you know, laying down your life for somebody else. It's not necessarily killing yourself. Um, but I think what it is, is saying no to yourself so that you can say yes to somebody else, mm. ideally, in its most practical way. Yeah. Do I need this? Yes. Does somebody else need it more than I do? Probably. Let's give it away. Yeah. Um, and if you've, if you've, you know, we, we've spoken about this many times, if you keep holding on to what you've, you've always had, that's all you're ever going to have. Yeah. But as soon as you open up your hand, you will receive something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Yes, is our is our life measured in practically in in time? Absolutely, it is um, because we've only got a certain amount of time, and and we call that our lifetime. Yeah. But what about the time of our life? Mm. How do we spend that? How do we give of ourselves in time? Because the fact that maybe we're just talking on on, on a video call is you're giving me your time and I'm giving you mine. And this is something that we will never get back again, or will we? Because today, this is the time of my life. Yeah. You know, I always talk about the fact that I've got one more day before I die and I'm spending it with you. And quite often when I'm speaking to an audience, they go, oh, what does he mean? You know, is this guy, is he going to die? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Actually, we're terminally ill, all of us. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> and, and, isn't that then around leaving a legacy? It's the fact that one day we want to leave a legacy for somebody. Well, how do I know that today isn't that one day? How am I going to measure time? I measure time by doing. Yes. I measure time by activity. I measure time by priority. That's the best time management skill that you can actually find. It's not putting things into a calendar. Mm. That's not what it's about. Yes, we need order. That's what that's about. But the fact of the matter is, if you're planning on leaving a legacy one day, well, today's the last day before you die. So leave it today yeah. because that's when you need the most time. And yeah. what do you do with it? Definitely. Because I don't think legacy is what we leave afterwards. I think it's what we leave now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. How many breadcrumbs can you spread? And are you going to wait to dump the whole packet the day that you die, or are you going to leave a long trail yeah. that people are going to be able to follow? You know, and yeah. and yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The, and the moment I mean, to have the idea of adding value right now where you're at, and that people can start picking it up now, even if you don't have this this mass Ooh. amount of people that think you're the greatest thing under the sun, which should never be the case. I mean, you should never be aiming for that. What you should be aiming for is seeing the people who are lost in the forest and who cannot find their way out and as you're going taking the responsibility and saying you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna leave a a trail for people to to follow where where i've come and find their way if not out at least to me and we can go on the journey together you know yeah i think that's a beautiful analogy because 
you know, are you going to keep the breadcrumbs for yourself and, and then put them out one day just before you die? Well, guess what? By that stage, they're stale. Nobody wants it. <laughs> okay. But as soon as you start laying breadcrumbs down every single day for somebody to pick up, it gives them two things. It gives them direction mm-hmm. and it gives them nutrition. Good. It gives them direction. It gives them nutrition. So you're feeding them and you're showing them the way. Mm. Okay. But if, if you hold on to your breadcrumbs just to put it out the day before you die, they're not going to be fed and they're not going to have any direction and you're going to be stale at the end of it with a whole bunch of resources and a life that's full of potential but zero purpose. Yeah. So uh, one of the greatest quotes I think that uh, really stirred me, especially uh, I'm going to say my younger years, um, was that two years ago (laughs) (laughs) a lot can happen in two years (laughs) i got i went gray i had two kids (laughs) um is is and i cannot remember who said it uh but it was essentially the saddest thing in the world is to see someone die at the age of 20 and only get buried at the age of 70 yeah to to lose their reason for living to lose their purpose and their passion for life and then when they one day get to the point where they physically die, that they get put into the ground, mm. you know, your, another quote is that your, your life is summarized in that dash between the date that you were born and the date that you died. Correct. What does that dash say about you? You know, how many lives yeah. have you impacted? Yeah. Um, and I think it only does come from taking responsibility, not only for your own life, but trying to add value sure. where you can. Sure, sure. And I think that dash is important because it gives us a starting point. Mm. Um, pre the dash but so often we want to live life like it's a dash let's just do this let's just get out of here quickly you know um it's a marathon yeah and in a marathon you take breaks in a dash in a sprint you don't life isn't a sprint life is at marathon um and and maybe it's even not even just a marathon it's it's a relay race Mm -hmm. where you hand over batons to people and you connect with them um so yeah, it, it's it's a long, it can be and it should be a long term thing. Yeah, giving of ourselves, mm. um, living legacy, not leaving legacy. Oh, so good, living legacy. I love that. Um, and I think on that journey also is that we need to understand, we need to realize that as as much as the world is going at such a pace, t- there's time. You've got you've got time. At least you 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 don't have to expect the return right now. You sure. Don't, you don't have to. People, I think people also get stuck for the reason of wanting that instant gratification, that instant reward. Uh, like you've mentioned, is but that's not the case, and it doesn't have to be the case. We don't have to look for it right now. But the problem is that if we don't start right now, in ten years' mm. time, when we could have seen that reward we would still be looking back and saying, wow, you know, if I do this today, tomorrow is not going to bring what yeah. it could. And sure. I would rather in 10 years time, look back and say, thank goodness I started what I did when I did. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, say, yeah. you know what, I, I, I wish that I, <laughs> I well, someone once said, uh, I'd rather die with, um, oh man, I'd, I'd rather, I should think about these things before I say them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's two R's. I can't remember what it is. But essentially, um, I would rather 
have done something and failed at it then live with regret of not doing it at yes and yeah. so yeah. to adopt that kind of mindset and to get started like i said just just do it make sure you got the right yeah. heart and and the right the right reasons behind it and then just get started and do it and see continuously let the compound effect come into into play yeah you know do yeah, little yeah. things every day so that yeah. in 10 years time you can Absolutely. have a completely different life yeah and you know what never flatten the curve of who you are yeah always keep it going up as much yeah. as you can yeah absolutely um you know i think you speak about regret my grand always used to say that regret is great but it comes too late yeah you know um by the time that we get it we know oh man i shouldn't have done that or i should have done that but i never did mm. um so yeah you can either live in a life of regret or you can live in a life of reward mm -hmm. but you know, the question is 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 where do you choose to to live because inside of that there's risk yes and i think that risk is standing on the edge of achievement and then not stepping off mm -hmm. because what are we going to lose then well potentially everything yeah you know and love you, you risk living a life of disappointment and yeah and not i mean could you imagine getting to the end of your life and okay for me i cannot imagine this for the longest time i've i've, I've felt a deep desire to to live my life as full as I can. And I haven't always been able to do that. Or well, when I say I haven't been able to, I have chosen not to do that in, yeah, in error. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you say, you Sorry, look back I'm and... interrupting you. Maybe, maybe that is the essence of responsibility is just taking ownership for ourselves first and foremost, yeah. like you just did there now. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I do. I think, I think that's, that's a huge part of it is to understand, again, not just know where where you are but understand why you are in that space in that predicament um and i think there is there's a huge difference between knowing and understanding you can you can have knowledge about something you can you can mm. know that you're sitting in the house you're sitting in at the time that you're sitting there but to understand why you're sitting there and what's brought you to that yeah. place can help yeah. you understand, do I do the same things to move forwards or do I change things because of where mm. I've come from and, mm. and why I've found myself here? Sure. Taking the time to to, to really give thought, um, to give to, to grow vision from that space. I don't I think it's very yeah. difficult to do it with, with simple knowledge rather than understanding. Same as when you if you sure. find yourself in uh, where a lot of kids are at the moment with school. You know, you get the knowledge, and I mean for myself as well. School, school in well, high school in particular, wasn't that easy because I failed to understand the work. I just mm. knew the work. Like I could take mm. a look at the textbook and, and and know this is the math formula, but understanding why it was applied and the way it was applied when it comes to test time is a whole different sure. story. Sure. Um, and sure. I think in life we we know this happens to me, that happens to me, that happens to me. But do you understand why? And how did you respond? And why did yeah. you respond that way? And how can you change that kind of response? Um, sure. How will, how will that change your future? You know, I think people wake up surprised mm. um, because they allow their lives to evolve. Mm -hmm. And evolution turns into nevolution um, <laughs> because we just allow things to happen. Yeah. And we use language like that. You know, this is how my business evolved and this is how my life evolved. And 
then, like you say, we wake up surprised one day. We wake up surprised with like, oh, wow, who is this partner next to me? Mm. Um, you know, and um, they they once upon a time had, had curves like around a mountain and now they just look like a mountain, <laughs> think, you know, um, and whose kids are those? And they don't even look like me. And whose dog is this? Whose body mm. is this? What is what is yeah. my life ended up like? Mm. And we speak about one day when our life ends, that's again today. Um, yeah. It's the day that we wake up surprised at how life has ended up, not ended, yes. but ended yeah. up. Good. Um, and I think if, that, if, if we're wake up consciously and wake up mm. with purpose and on purpose instead of our lives um, evolving, just going into yeah. something, we will know where we went wrong. Mm-hmm. And we'll know how to fix it. Yeah. And we'll know why we are where we are today because we'll understand the journey. But like I said, evolution turns into an evolution. We never go any further mm-hmm. than what we are now. And so we wake up surprised. And I'm saying I'm sick and tired of waking up surprised. I want to wake up on purpose. Absolutely. I want to know what yeah. I'm doing today. You know, it mustn't surprise me that I'm living another day. It must like, oh, wow, I'm blessed with another one. Mm-hmm. What can I do to give back now? Yeah, uh, I've had 42, 43 years of this stuff. Um, I'm halfway through my life. What now? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So by living the day that, here's the question perhaps is, in our responsibility in life, if this was the last day that I had to live physically, how would I? Mm-hmm. I would love more. I'd forgive more. I'd give more. I'd share more, I'd talk more, mm-hmm. I'd connect more. But we take life for granted, so we don't. Yeah. And in a space where we're talking about COVID-19 and coronavirus and lockdown, we can easily slip into that space where we allow our lives to evolve. Um, but by the end of lockdown, we're going to wake up surprised that we've done nothing with the time that we've actually been given. Yeah. And that's not the government's responsibility, that's ours. Definitely. And like, and I think that's so good, you know, waking up at the end of it, are we going to be surprised because we haven't taken responsibility or, or are we going to wake up enthusiastic for what the opportunities are going to allow yeah. once we can get out of our four walls, right? Um, sure. So what would you say uh, in terms of taking responsibility now where everyone's at, uh, what would you say are some of the things that they can actually put into practice to start taking more responsibility and um, applying themselves more intentionally, perhaps? Getting out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> Seriously, um, you know, what happens is when you when you lose track of time in a period like this, you lose track of who you are. Mm. And I think today is, is it the last day of, of our initial lockdown in South Africa? Yes. Oh, it's tomorrow. Is today the last day? I think today. So we would have, we would have ideally finished perhaps tomorrow. Okay. Um, and everybody would have been married to day 22 mm-hmm. and we would have got out. And I think to a certain degree that when we got into this lockdown period, DIY went through the roof. Everybody wanted to do something at home because you know what the husbands always used to say, babe, when I got time, when I got time. Now nah, they got no excuses. <laughs> and then there's some of the guys who bought all the stuff and still haven't done anything with it. And all the stuff sitting in the, in the, in the workshop or in the garage or outside and uh, they've done nothing with it. And, yeah. and they realize, 
oh my greatness, I've done nothing with what I should have been. Thank the president for an extra two weeks, man. <laughs> and then you run <laughs> because the... you got time now. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, I, I mean, going back to it, you got an extra two weeks. But if you're going to tomorrow with the same mindset you had today, exactly. That. Going, by the end exactly of the next two that. weeks, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. look back and say, "Wow, yeah. could we have another two weeks?" Sure. So when I'm talking about waking up, I'm talking about waking up with purpose and on purpose. Yeah. And what I've had to to learn again and again, because I haven't learned anything. I keep learning stuff, um, not because the lessons are that fantastic, but because the student isn't, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you can't just wake up physically. You've actually got to wake up emotionally and you've got to wake up mentally and you've got to have yeah. a plan. Have a plan for the day. When I started uh, our lockdown, just before the lockdown happened, we built a chart so that we could actually cross off every single day mm -hmm. um, so that we could keep track of where we're at. Because days start to, to, to morph into one, yep. and it becomes 51st dates and Groundhog Day all in one, mm -hmm. and it turns into Fear Factor and Survivor all in one, and you, you, know, you go crazy, and then you're bored, and then you go to sleep, and you, you're so tired of sleeping that what do you do? You go back to bed because you're, you're tired. And it's this vicious circle. Yeah. And and then you eat because you're hungry, because you're bored. And now you realize, geez, I've eaten too much and I haven't exercised. I'm exhausted from doing that. So what do you do? You go back to sleep. And this becomes the norm. Yeah. Instead of putting a practical routine in, wake up at 6.30, wake up at 7, you know. Um, start work at 8 o'clock. Finish work at 3 o'clock. Do some exercise. Do some 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 physical stuff, do some mental stuff, change the, the environment. So stop spending time in the same room that you're mm -hmm. always in. Go spend time in a different room in the house, yeah. go spend time outside, just go walk around, you know, um, change what you, you, you're taking into yourself as a, as a person on a knowledge mm -hmm. level, have a COVID free day. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that we're so consumed by COVID-19. We need these COVID free days where we don't talk about COVID-19 and we don't talk about coronavirus. We don't talk about lockdown. We don't watch the news because not much has changed except the numbers. Okay. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're just numbers. I'm saying these are people, but, but nothing's going, you're not going to change that yes. unless you're at home anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact is that, that while you are at home, do something with who you are, with what you have, but wake up physically, wake mm -hmm. up emotionally and wake up mentally. I think, I think that's great. I think taking the idea of when you, when you say change the room that you're in, I think there's so many of us that have to change the room that our mind is in, the room that our emotions Absolutely. are in, um, and be more, more aware, firstly, um, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said you are who you are and where you are because of what you've put into your mind. And mm. I think this is a great time for people to to go. Um, I mean, like we were speaking yesterday, taking social media and actually doing something good for yourself with it, going finding those uh, those people who have good content that adds value to your life, not just entertainment and filling yourself with that. Let that be what your feed looks mm. like for the next couple of months. You mm. know? Um, mm. Let that be what's, what's, what's filling your mind and, and transforming your mind into something that is more capable than it was beforehand. Go and, sure. 
go and find things that, I mean, if you've wanted to learn how to do something, don't keep saying, you know, I wanna do it. I've got all the parts in the garage or whatever the case is. You can go online and you can figure out how to do things for free. I mean, the, the internet today is so incredible. You can go out and sure. find just about everything you're looking for uh, without any cost at all. And yeah. the whole the whole thing is going back to what we said around the beginning, is just do it. Just, yeah. you wanna learn a different language, just do it and then stick to it. Um, mm. So for myself, and, and I'll get into this maybe in a different, in a different call and, and I'll put together maybe a blog post with it, is I, I believe that there's, if someone wants to change where they're at. Uh, there's a three, a, maybe a three-pronged approach, if you would. The first one is to understand. Understand why you are, where you are, what you're thinking. Mm. Um, understand mm. your environment that you've been a part of, what you've absorbed into, into your life. Um, and once you've understood it, you need, then the second part is to decide. How are you going to respond? If you have been in a spot where you're constantly uh, negative or perhaps you, you you think of yourself as very limited in what you can achieve and what you can do in any regard, understand why that's been your, your thought process and then decide when you find yourself in that place again, why don't you just get up and say, cool, that's what I thought about myself, let me go and learn something. Like mm. take the trigger of your thoughts and create a response that is going to add value rather than reinforce your initial thoughts. And then yeah. thirdly, be consistent in it. Whenever that thought arrives, whenever that, that situation that you find yourself in presents itself again, understand your, your uh, go back to your understanding, apply the, um, the, the decision that you've made and mm. just have that resolve to do it again and again and again and yeah. again and you start to see that curve of your life change a little bit. And it doesn't have to be sure. big things. If you don't make your bed in the morning and you want to be more disciplined in your life, Start mm. with making your bed and yeah. understand why Why don't I make my bed? Well, maybe because when you were younger, you didn't have to because you had someone who could do it for you. You know, maybe yeah. it was never an expectation of you. But now that you want to, so you understand where it comes from. Now that you, that, that you understand it, you decide, I want to be more disciplined. This is how I'm going to start. So you've understood it. You've made the decision. The next time you wake up, Remind yourself, I've decided to make my bed because it's going to help me be more mm. disciplined. I've decided to make my bed sure. because it's going to make me more disciplined. And so you start to do that until it becomes a, a habit. And so develop intentionally the habits that you're looking for in your life so that in two weeks' time, should the lockdown come to an end, you've got just a handful more positive habits Absolutely, than you had before. Man. Absolutely. And I think that's about positioning yourself because... You know, something that I've been telling people is, is position yourself for that's next, not yeah. what's next. Mm. When we position ourselves for that's next, we've got a plan. Yeah. When we position ourselves for what's next, we've got a problem. So position yourself for that's next rather than what's next. <laughs>